from deep inside your radio. Well, ladies... Oh, that was me. That was me. I faded down. And probably uh, uh, just an, a, a good impulse on my part, because, ladies and gentlemen, if I wanted to bore you, and you know I do, I'm yearning to, I'm aching to bore you, just by stretching out this, this introductory sentence, you can tell. If I wanted to bore you, uh, I would regale you with the details of um, the adventures I've been on in the last couple of weeks, both in this country and uh, in the United Kingdom. Suffice to say that, um, you know, I thought I had a perfectly dark view of human nature, really sufficiently dark. Um, and then when you're sitting right next to a distinguished news anchor, not in this country, who is after his interview, his grueling interview with a major political figure who is now sitting across a cafeteria table from him. When you see the anchor start to give the politician media advice about his next appearance later that afternoon, that, that's a heads, that's, that's a wake-up call. That's a fresh cup of coffee in the morning, isn't it? And, um, and then... Then there's the NPR ombudsman. You may have been seeing this on the internets. Not going to say too much about it, except that uh, when you ignore documentation and um, just try to frame everything as, well, on the one hand this and on the other hand that, you're not exactly going to have your next job be an, an inspector general. Let's put it that way. Anyway, the, the movie in question, The Big Uneasy, um, those who have seen it and those who have actually reviewed it uh, seem to feel that there's something newsworthy in it, at least. Folks in New Orleans sure do. And uh, if you'd like to find out for yourself, it is returning to screens in Los Angeles and New York City this coming Friday for a week. So if you want to see it, there it is. If you don't want to see it, there'll be plenty of time to do that afterwards. The latest gentleman, never too late department, the NATO command has issued new guidelines for awarding billions of dollars worth of international contracts in Afghanistan. They say that without proper oversight, the money could end up in the hands of insurgents and criminals, deep in corruption and undermine efforts to win the loyalty of the Afghan people. The guidance was issued last week by General Petraeus. It was issued in response to concern that the military's own contracting procedures could be, in some cases, running counter to efforts on the battlefield. What year is this of the war? Nine. Nine. The changes are aimed at addressing complaints that ordinary Afghans have seen little change in their daily lives, despite billions poured into their country since 2001. Precise figures on the amount of money paid to contractors are unavailable, though most estimates put the figure at about $14 billion a year. Well, that's what the Corps of Engineers is spending to, for the new improved... <laughs> yes, it is. So we don't care how we spend our $14 billion, apparently. President Karzai has long criticized the international contracting process, saying that war-weary Afghans have not reaped the full benefits because so much of the money goes to high-priced contractors, subcontractors, and power brokers. Afghans also complain that too many contracts are awarded to the same contractors. Well, they're getting hip. They're learning the American way, at least. See? We can't, if we can't bring democracy, at least we can bring American contracting practices to Afghanistan. That's...